There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show. It is April 22nd, 2022. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios for a wonderful edition of QFTA. Ryan Kelly, sponsor of our studios, the Home Loan Expert, online at thehomeloanexpert.com. If you're looking to buy a home, get pre-approved at thehomeloanexpert.com. Jackson, I know you just moved, mm-hmm. looking at places, mm-hmm. and what has stood out to me here as we are approaching May, at least from my standpoint, not a lot of houses for sale relative to what I think people thought was going to be the case. So it is super competitive for a home here in 2022. Make sure you are put in the best position possible to get a home by getting pre-approved with thehomeloanexpert.com, Ryan Kelly. I did that last year. It was a very easy process and incredibly worthwhile. Thehomeloanexpert.com, Ryan Kelly, or refinance with Ryan Kelly at thehomeloanexpert.com. I've done that as well, and that was incredibly easy. Thehomeloanexpert.com. Jackson, can you tell the people about Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies? Absolutely. You know, I talked recently that, you know, my cousin was so interested that I had been starting to work with a financial guy so early in my life. And to me, I was just like, yeah, you know, it is, but I think it's so important for people of all ages, really. But if you're in the younger age demographic or maybe around, you know, mid-20s, mid-30s, it's not too late. It's never too late to start saving money. And so working with someone like Mark Hanna, who's so knowledgeable, who's such a great guy, who is so experienced, is so important because, you know, when you save for your financial future, you want it to happen as soon as possible. But the act of saving is so important. That's what some Mark will tell you. He's going to cater a plan to you. It's not just going to be a cookie-cutter plan that he gives to everybody else. And once you do that, he'll call you every six months or a year. He'll make adjustments as needed. And you'll be happy to work with someone like Mark Hanna because he's a great guy and someone you can trust. And that's exactly who you want dealing with your financial future. So if you don't have a plan, if you don't have someone you work with, get in touch with Mark Hanna today. And if you already have somebody... I suggest making the switch because Mark really is the best in the business. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. That's Evergreen Wealth Strategies and the great Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies and James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net and work with my insurance agent. His name is James Carlton, and he is in Webster Groves with an incredible staff. You call there during business hours, you are going to talk to a live person, and that live person is going to take great care of you. I can speak to that because I am a client, and I made the switch. And so I know how easy it is to not only make the switch, but how good it is to work with the best and the best is James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. Jackson, we've got some good ones here. I mean, we've got Sweet. a bunch. Sweet. Uh, I, I like that people, when something pops into their head, they just go T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com and they send it our way. Yeah. 
because these come in throughout the week. They come in late at night. They come in early in the morning, and I like it. So before we got going, I said I wanted to to to, to sift through in advance and and see what we got here. And this one uh, stands out to me here. Um, and I don't know how to talk. I'm going to talk about it, but I don't know. I don't know how it's going to come off, even though I know the intent is pure. And it's a weird topic, but I do want to talk about it. Um, this was sent uh, here, oh, let's see, April 7th is when I've saved this one from. This may not be something you can or even want to talk about, but you have mentioned on the radio and podcast about some of the obsessive, insane, and stalkerish people you guys have had to deal with over the years and how uncomfortable it can be. I wanted to tell you that I know what that feels like and how sorry I am that you have to deal with that stuff. About 15 years ago, I played guitar in a band that had a very minor bit of success. In that time, I had to deal with creepy stalkerish behavior from obsessed fans, people spreading misinformation about me because they were jealous of our band's success and violent slash criminal threats. You feel completely helpless in those moments and it's completely undeserved and unwarranted. The amazing thing was in the moment... It wasn't like we were making a bunch of money or had anything close to a celebrity status outside of a small rock and roll scene. Ever since then, I have been so empathetic when I hear stories of people dealing with those kinds of behaviors. It also made me realize that I probably can't even comprehend what star athletes, actors, musicians, and celebrities have to deal with on a daily basis. Later in life, I am so happy that no major success came from my music career because I don't think I would be mentally strong enough to handle all the negatives that come from that kind of success. Uh, Name specifically uh, withheld, although he did put P.S. I had my introductory call with Mark Hanna this week, and he absolutely seems like the real deal. I'm looking forward to working with him in the near future. There it is, another Mark Hanna endorsement. So with this one... I was tra- and now now you're now you're inside the walls. Mm, yes. And so you're aware of some of these things. Yeah. But you were outside of the walls so to speak 18 months ago. Yeah. When you would hear us make reference to this stuff, what were you thinking if you even thought anything? Yeah, I'm trying to go back to that time and what I would have thought of. Probably just, you know, it's not like I didn't believe it. It's just like Cuz I think a lot of people don't believe it. No, see, I believed it because I, I wouldn't say I'm, like, interested in this stuff, but you hear so much about it with celebrities, um, more likely on a larger scale. But nonetheless, anytime you have something that's popular with a larger following than, say, you know, you know not triple digits but quad digits, anytime you're dealing with that, it's going to be – you're going to have some, some different people out there. So whenever I would hear it, I would be just like, man, that is uh, – that's a chemical imbalance in the brain, you know, kind of this uncomfortable feeling, something like that. It's, uh, I'm, I appreciate you saying what you said with regard to believing it, although I wouldn't fault anybody for not believing sure, it. Sure. Um, I, if, here's a real transparency here uh-huh. with, with, with you and everybody listening. I hesitate to even talk about it. Right. Um, I didn't hold off on reading the email for a couple of weeks because of that. We just get them and I just save them in a, sure. in a file in my email. But um, because one of the whole things with it is you're almost giving them what they want, which mm-hmm. is an acknowledgement of being aware of it. Right. And it's so difficult to handicap because you're not dealing with a behavior that, you know, I think probably 99% plus of people can relate to her experience. Right. Certainly on the relating side. And then I think about it, and I don't know if people think, because I have had people say to me, Jackson, I heard you guys talk about it, and I kind of didn't really believe it, or I Mm -hmm. thought maybe you were exaggerating. And then they became familiar with, you know, a situation with regards to TMA, much less something where it's, you know, much bigger, you know, following and then they're like, "Holy shit! Now I get it." Uh-huh. And they've and I've I've had that that's both in person and I've had that sent to me via email. Um, and I, I guess if I'm on the outside looking, which is why I said you were on the outside, would I believe it? And I think it would be tough for people to believe, right? 
100%. Because the show with the people on it and also the people interacting on it, and we're all also guys, mm-hmm. uh, I can't imagine, well, I get an idea because I've talked with Lux about it, I've talked with Lauren about it, I've never talked with Michelle Smallman about it, but I would imagine the stuff that they deal with is a totally different type of thing that we deal with. And yeah. I can't I mean, I feel terribly for them that they deal with anybody, um, you know, in, in their position, it's a different experience than, than ours. Can't relate to it. Um, I also think some people could take it as like a brag. Huh. I never thought about it. Which is one of the reasons why I'm hesitant to talk about it. Uh It, I I assure you, I mean, I guess it doesn't even matter if I say I assure you, but I'd love to not have to deal with it. Uh Um, I suppose as far as the history of it, it certainly has been, like, the show is nearly 20 years old. Um, It's certainly been more prominent over the last five years than the first 15 years. Um, I think there's a combination of reasons for that. Um, Certainly the show is more popular now than it was when it started, or even the first 10 years of the show for that matter. And then second, the numbers bear that out. But then secondarily, um, I think social media allows the access. These aren't all emails, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, these can be DMs. And then I, and I may have told this story before. I was playing golf with, uh, a listener. Um, I'll I'll give the name because I think I may have said the story before. Billy Shacklady, who no longer lives in St. Louis, but um, great guy. And we were BSing one time, and he but might have been something along this kind of conversation. And he goes, and I said the thing about it is, is I am. And it's not a begging for compliments thing, because because some of the sales staff said you you say this, but there's, and I said it's not it's not a it's it's an, it's an observation of the way that it is. Like for example, on the Stern Show, mm-hmm. I don't think Howard's the most popular person. At least maybe now he might be, just because it's not really the ensemble that it was. He's the point guy. He's kind of also the you know perceived as yeah, you know whatever, like the management, yeah. and therefore the management isn't you know, and he's different than how he started. So I am without question, not the most quote-unquote popular person on the show, but when it comes to dealing with this stuff, I deal with it, you know, almost, it's almost exclusively. Right. And so what Billy was, you know, and we're both acknowledging that, you know, that Doug's popularity is likability is, you know, up here. And now, recently, in that conversation with Billy, it was a few years ago, maybe two or three years ago, um, Iggy's I would put up in in that realm as well, and they don't get it. They get it somewhat, but not. The, and, and his theory was it's accessibility, and then accessibility makes people think that they have a relationship with you, right? And then if you do not reciprocate their enthusiasm for engaging in whatever contact that is, then they feel slighted. Yeah. Or if you block them, which I know you've talked about, right. um, or if you don't respond. And I mean, for real. So like when I when the when the song Stan first came out, I'm just like, oh, Dido sample, right. you know, right. musing lyrics spit by Marshall Mathers. It was 2001, 2, 3, whatever it was. I couldn't not to say that I can necessarily relate now. But now, listening to the lyrics now, it, and again, I know most people are listening to this going, dude, you're on a fucking HD2 radio show in St. Louis, Missouri. And I, and, and that's the thing. Like, if I were making millions of dollars and living in New York or L.A., I'd be like, yeah, this is what comes with it. The sure. thing is, even at this low, low level, this goes on. Uh-huh. I really do. I want to have Rizzuto on the podcast just in general. I had him on. Uh, a few years ago, unfortunately, one of our mics uh, was not on during that. I'm sure we would spend some time talking about that. Because I'm like, I want to go back, so I'm sure we talked about it, but I'm going to be, like, irritated by, I don't know whose mic wasn't on. I think my mic wasn't on. And uh, the whole thing. That's a, it will certainly go into detail on that. <laughs> Iggy has addressed what happened. He got up and he left and uh, wasn't monitoring the audio. And so, anyway... Um, because I know he's dealt with it to an extent, and as yeah. a guy in his 40s, our experiences, even though his audience is, you know, huge, um, and compare, I mean, it's 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 a twenty like it's twenty or twenty five share of the market, meaning one out of four people listening to the radio at that it's time crazy. are listening to their show, the Riz Show. 
But our experience are going to be different than Learns or Lux's or Michelle Smallman's. Yeah. Um, so with that all said, um, it's really it's really unpleasant. Yeah. And I think um, it's something that if I were listening to this and I wasn't this gentleman who sent in the email and kind of got a little taste of it, uh, you would probably be skeptical as to the veracity of it, as to whether or not it's really true. But it is. Um, it's, to be real straightforward, it's a concern of mine. It's a concern of my wife's. I don't know. But then at the same time, like, if I'm just thinking, like, I'm thinking, is I, like, I wonder, and, I, and I'm sure I could ask him. I wouldn't do it on the air. But, like, Joe Buck, mm-hmm. as big as he is, I don't know if, in, in as much hate as he gets, I don't know if he necessarily gets this, which then gets to what I'm trying to establish on the theory on it, and that it's not necessarily about the the magnitude of the the recognizability, right, or even the hateability, the 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 connection or disconnect actually is feeling like you have a relationship with the person, but then the person doesn't reciprocate it. Uh-huh. The person who killed Selena, for those of you not necessarily familiar with said picture, I believe it's the movie that launched Jennifer Lopez's career, shit, at this point, 25 years ago or something like that, uh, was the president of her fan club. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a, it's a you know, I don't know, I mean... I would imagine uh, it's super common, and I would also imagine if you talked with management, management would tell you not to talk about it. Yeah. Because you don't want to, like, activate it. Mm -hmm. But it is real, and it's not really something... um, I. It's not something most of you listening can relate to thinking those thoughts, and I'm not talking about being on, on my end of it. I'm talking about... Um, thinking the thoughts where you'd be so angry. And it's different, by the way, Jackson, because we see that the hate, and the hate comes in on 101 ESPN from angry texters. That's a different kind of thing than this. Mm-hmm. Now, they're both hateful. Right. But those aren't like, I don't even know. I mean, so, I guess some of them are, because you, you know, there was one this week that bothered me for you right. uh, that brought religion in. Um, but... That's just like I don't even know what that is. That's like that's like reading like YouTube comments or STL right. Today comments. Right. You're just like, okay, that's just an angry person. It's right. just like whatever. You're not worried that person's going to do something. Right. Exactly. It's it's just yeah. It's 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 probably a problem, but it's so common. To yeah. See it's just it's like, a noise. You right. don't care. These are. I don't know. I, I don't know. But then at the same time, it's like I can, here's an example because yeah, you don't exactly. want to do that. Exactly. It yeah. is something else. Yeah. It's really. It's tough. so fucking scary. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. My son. Last night, four years old, accidentally left our door open. And I walk upstairs, and it had been open for a while. Now, I think most people be like, I I mean, I can picture if I would have done that growing up with my dad. The hell's going on here? The air conditioning's on? God damn it. We're cooling down the whole (laughs) fucking neighborhood, Timmy. Close the damn door. Missy, these kids aren't closing the door. That's what it would have been like on the south side in the 1980s. With me, I'm like... Motherfucker, did one right. of them get in? Yeah, that's what I immediately thought. I didn't even think about like the bugs, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, or the air conditioning. Right, that's what I thought. Exactly. Yeah, it's, you know, that's that and, scared me just thinking about. Oh uh, yeah, and was the door? I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, I guess one anecdote. I had somebody. This was a little while ago. I mean, a little while ago being years, not like twenty years ago. But uh, drove up to our house. My wife was, you know, working on something in the in the front yard took a picture of her, and then emailed it to me. Mm. Didn't say anything, but just wanted to let me know he knew where I lived and what my wife looked like, and that was it. And that was, Uh, you know, and and I would imagine some people are listening to this and going, oh, my God. Like, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. It's not like, fuck Jackson talking about the NBA or fuck you guys, you know. Way different. Yeah, it's a different thing. And I'll take that because I got Please. it forever, all day long, over one of what I got then. A hundred percent. But then the other element of it is, because I'm sure people like like Doug. Doug's mindset is, 
And I can't tell you enough how much I not only admire Doug Vaughn, um, but because of who he is, who he is as a coworker, how easy he is to work with, his yeah. talent, his sense of humor, and so on and so forth. But really his just like, I think he talked a little bit about it on the radio this week or last week. He kind of got into it. But he feels differently about it. He's like, I think I should worry about things more, but I don't worry about things. Uh-huh. And all I do is think about things. I don't right. know if I necessarily worry about them. I just think through them. Right. It just it stays in your head. Exactly. I'm yeah. constantly thinking. Uh, and he doesn't. But then he's like, yeah, I wish I would have thought about things more. And then maybe I would be, you know, whatever. And and I'm like, ah, I don't know. I, 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 I'd, I'd rather. I'd much rather just be able to compartmentalize things at certain times of the day. Like, I wish on Saturday mornings I didn't wake up and worry about things. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I wish I could just you know, be like, okay, I have something in my head. I wish I'll just save it for Monday, but it pops into my head and I can't get away from it. Well, it's it, but, but I think people are just programmed that way. And maybe it's child psychology and it's what you experienced at a young age and it formulated. I, I could have told you when my four year old was three months old, even though now, I mean, now I'm saying it with four years of knowledge, what his behavior was going to be. And and I and that's you've noticed, well, you're not in on all the sound stories now. The plowhawk is in them, but I've asked that question. Do you recognize your kids' behavioral patterns at a young age? And I'm curious because usually people tell stories about it, like what they would become when they were in their 20s and 30s, but also because I'm trying to get information because I'm like, I think I kind of like, I think you know, our youngest son is going to be a little more calm and, you know, our older son is going to be, but I mean, I love it. He's happy as fuck. And I'm right, just like, right, let, right. let him be, right. you know, 100%. exactly. And you just don't want to, you know, but with, with this stuff, Doug is more, you, you block him. That's mm-hmm. his approach. Yeah. Block him. You block the person on social media giving you trouble. I don't know when the last time I blocked somebody on social media now. I, mean, I don't, I don't know if I've done it in 2022. Um, I am team mute. Team mute. And I'm sure most people are like, why wouldn't you just block them? Blocking is a trigger now for, because if, you, if you're going to block somebody, and I know some people wear it as a badge of honor, like, yeah, so-and-so blocked me, thin skin. You know, I mean, if that's where you are, God you know, bless, yeah. exactly. But if you have the personality traits that a bunch of people, cause sometimes somebody could just be pissy or thin skinned. Sure. I, I will acknowledge that. Uh, but, that you're getting blocked by a bunch of people, then it might be time to look in the mirror. And if you have those traits that you're writing things to people like that, you there's also a higher probability that you also have a trait that you could become one of the people who, you know, right. is doing this stuff. And and I'm not saying it from a, it, you know, it's a mental health situation. 100%. And, it, and so, therefore, it's not something to be like, oh, get your shit together. Because it's not that, it's not yeah. that simple. It's a, it's a condition. Right. Yeah. I've had, I've also had a guy out of nowhere uh, say, you know, I used to write this stuff about you. And and I don't know what happened. Like, his wife saw it or something and said, what is your problem? And it was kind of like he was outside of the bubble where there was all this, you know, anger and hate towards somebody they'd never met. Uh-huh. And he goes, I just, it was kind of an awakening. Like, what am I doing? Right. And he apologized to me. And I'm like, I didn't see it. And honestly, you know, I don't, you don't want to say you don't care because I appreciate that he took the time to apologize, but it's not, I'm not even aware of it. And you, and once you get to a point and you're already there kind of uh-huh. at 24 years old, which is a great thing. Also, it's kind of sad that it's great that you've gotten it and you're so maybe used to it now uh-huh. that it's in one ear out the other. But, there is a difference between what I, like I was saying, like the hate or like, where the fuck is the podcast or you morons can't do anything right. versus like, here's a picture of your home and here's a picture right. of your wife. And I'm emailing just so you know, I know where you live and what she looks like. And that, and it was, it wasn't like said angrily. That's like, that's. And that's, and that's why I say, kind of say with the chemical imbalance, because once you reach over that threshold where something like that happens, you can't reason with that. Right. You know, you're not operating on the same level. Things are different now, and then it's tough to put that cat back in the back in the bag. Just say, and I I hear you saying with the guy apologizing because there is times where you just have moments where it's like, what am I doing? Yeah, and he was just posting. I think it was on a message board. So this right. was a, a while ago. This right. wasn't like directly reaching, but he's just like, I I clearly kind of I lost my way. Right, and once that happens once, it's like now now I've now that I've entered that world where stuff like that can happen, I know that can happen. You can't ever leave. You're always thinking in that 
mindset that like what happens if this person does this or mm-hmm. that and it's really it's scary and uncomfortable is how it's just really uncomfortable i um you know and then and, uh, you know because the police have been brought in a few different times and then they're like and, and this is the conversation i don't know how many people again could imagine this but having had him uh they're like now we can put a restraining order you know or you can go and get a restraining order i don't think the police can do it if i think a judge has to do it yeah uh but just know it's not like this is like a a, a magic fence now right you could trigger right. somebody who's obviously potentially going to be really upset that you did this mm-hmm. um yeah i heard a story i need i really do need to get riz in here uh, i need to get him in here anyway but i want to you know, is this just an important topic? Absolutely not. I mean, it's not like this is something that's pressing, but it is It is a real thing, and since this email was sent in, I mean, it's, you know, I, I really do. I hesitate, and when I was talking about it, um, you know, before, and maybe, maybe I'm, people don't take it like this. I'm so careful about something that could be like, Oh, you're bragging that you have this. It's not a brag. Not it's at not all. at all. And it's it's and it's not like it's hundreds. It's like a handful over years, right. which is why I say ninety nine point nine for real. Yeah. Not just like using that. Can't relate to this. Not that they can't relate to be on my side, but they can't relate to operating that way to get to that point. Mm-hmm. People have argued with people on social media just because you've argued with somebody on social media. You've called somebody who's in the public eye a name on social media. That's a different thing than getting to the point where the police are involved or you're driving to somebody's home and taking a picture. That's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have experienced it, in this case, this person has, and so they have some empathy for the situation. And uh, I appreciate it. Um, I don't really wish it on anybody. I don't think it's something that's talked about, but not because people don't necessarily want to talk about it so much as it's like kind of understood you don't want to trigger. You don't want to give those people credence. Right. It's what they're looking for. But it's a, it is a real thing. It's a real concern. And I, that thing happened to happen last night with our door being open. And Anna Marie's like, well, maybe, you know, somebody just, you know, or maybe the wind opened. And I'm like, yeah. You know. I've seen too many scary movies to know that <laughs> ain't like, true. I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily buy that. All right, let me do uh, one more here. Uh, we, uh, I apologize. We didn't do one earlier this week. I was sick, and I just uh, fortunately uh, didn't miss a day. Yeah. I really didn't think I was going to miss yesterday, so that's why we didn't do it until uh, this week, and we've had a bunch of sound stories. If you're interested in sound story, for Mother's Day, promo code TMA gets you 10% off a gift certificate at mysoundstory.com. Uh, I love doing these, mm-hmm. and when I say I could wind up doing this full-time, I'm not saying uh, this isn't like hinting, yeah, you know, don't right. play the podcast backward and try to come <laughs> up with hints. I'm not saying that. Um, it's just I love it, and it's so fulfilling, and it's just a business where I can just exist and, you know, do it's something so that I love, and even if I'm not making as much money, I really don't give a shit, uh, and live anywhere and do it. Uh, that, that check it out at mysoundstory.com now we have learned doing them uh, Doug is doing them and I am doing them mysoundstory.com and you can get 10% off a gift certificate right now for Mother's Day or Father's Day by using promo code TMA Munganess St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota the official automotive provider of the Tim McKernan Show podcast online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. Let me introduce you to Jamie Burkhardt or Clayton Patterson at Munganass St. Louis Acura. Alton Toyota, I am more than happy to do so. Email me at tmckernan at insidestl.com and I will be more than happy to hook you up. I love introducing people to Munganast and then getting the emails like, man, you guys were not joking. These guys really operate at a different level. Uh, they're the best. It's Munganast, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. And Design Air Heating and Cooling, the official HVAC company of the Tim McKernan Show. Do not wait for that first hot day to think about your air conditioning. Just like your car, your air conditioner needs regular maintenance to prevent breakdowns in the hot summer months to make sure it's running efficiently. Call the office or use the Book Now feature on www.designairservice.com and schedule your AC tune-up any time of day in one minute. They really do act so quickly at Design Air Heating and Cooling if you're having a problem. It is kind of surprising um, just how quickly they turn around service calls. It is something else. Design Air Heating and Cooling, they're coming out to our home to do an AC tune-up uh, this coming Tuesday. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com.
dot com. That's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. All right, one more, Jackson. Word. I like this one. You might have to get into a definition here. The title of the email is Venn Diagram Anomaly. Mm. What do you think that means? Uh, someone who is uh, one of the few people that might cross several points of a Venn Diagram. Well, okay. Hello, sir. I'm curious about your comments about the Venn diagram overlap between Balloon Party and TMA being so small. I started listening to TMA because I came across a Monday morning scrap utility, man. It was my column back in the day, Jackson. You do remember that? You were like eight reading it? No, it was up there when I was... Started listening when I was a sophomore in high I school. I do miss writing. I, I loved. I, I loved writing that. But I kind of. I'm so fucking nuts that I'm yeah. like, oh, I gotta write every night, and yeah. I don't. Have, sometimes I don't have anything to say. Like, what can I possibly write about the Blues and Sharks last night, or the Cardinals and Marlins? Like, I got nothing. Yeah. And I'm not just gonna have a take just to have a take, uh, or whatever it was called. I loved your writing style. Uh, and then the cat plus Doug hooked me for life. I imagine many people are the same way. Regardless of what the show is now, it was branded as a sports show for years. Ah, I got I, I can't just let things get inserted that are not truths. We never branded anything. I don't call it whatever you want. You can call it a sports show, but yeah. we've never branded. No, what the fuck is it? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Who gives a shit too? It's like, man, why isn't Iggy a host? I'm like, who said he isn't? <laughs> yeah, what? it's like, why is Iggy a producer? Why is Iggy only making this? I'm like, how do you motherfuckers <laughs> know what everybody's making? Right. You know, right. the only person whose salary's been published is mine. <laughs> uh, I know you don't run the show. But you do run point, which is why people view you as, quote-unquote, the guy. Do you worry that Balloon Party shaves off even the minor sports talk from TMA? Iggy is entertaining, but it seems like it's become the Iggy show lately. I'm a loyal listener, and as long as the program exists, you will be my office mates every morning. Uh, let me know if you want a statistical analysis on Dennis Gates' Juco transfers. Rabian Plowsy would lose their minds. Stay cute. That's Icky Peter. So, um... I'll pass on the Dennis Gates Juco transfers, although you can email us directly to, to Jackson, and he'll, he that. will take those. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't follow. That's why I asked about the Venn diagram analogy, because I remember reading this email when it was sent in a week ago and not necessarily following the Venn diagram anomaly. I will say this. When we started there, the, you you speak to this, too, because you, you were living this with me, and we were both coming from, you know, I've been doing this since... This shit since you were born. For, mm-hmm. You were born in 98, right? Uh-huh. My first live shot on television was 1998. Uh-huh. January 98. Uh-huh. So before you were born. Yeah, before I was born. Uh, but in the, in the case of the 101 thing, you and I are both starting from and, and experience the same thing. Yeah. We have not done a show without each other yeah. at 101 ESPN. Correct. The thing that stands out to me about 101 ESPN and, and what my experience on it is, and I'm curious what yours is, number one, the audience is huge. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Um, and they just want sports mm. on yes. 101 ESPN, okay? Oh, yeah. It's also different um, than, because TMA, like, if you're listening to TMA and hating it, you, I mean, you really have to want to yeah. hate listen at this point. You can't be scanning through and pop up on HD2 and go, the fuck's this? This guy's talking about banging somebody at, Jamaica, let right. me st- yeah. let me settle in for the next three yeah, hours. You know, you have to look for it. So at this point, now, when we started what was the morning grind in 2004, we experienced intense hate. Also, when you weren't a part of the show in March of 2020, Jackson, that was the most intense hate we had experienced in I don't know how long. And that was the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the first couple weeks of it, but then when it kind of got political, it was it was off the fucking rails. I'll never forget it. Never forget it. Uh, because I got to experience that, like how it was like a good conversation. Everybody's kind of concerned. What the hell's going on? It went from nothing to this Michael Osterholm article to, and we could talk about it, and and then it became, then it went, it was it was gone, yeah. and it was to the point that we can't talk about it anymore. Right. Um. So, uh, the hate that we experience on 101, I've talked about it. Randy Carricker and Michelle, what they like to do is to write back to people, but, like, kill them with kindness. That's their move because both of them are just, like, these, like, happy, nice human beings. Absolutely. Absolutely. Two of the best. Uh, And then Alex Ferrario and I were just – we just happened to see each other in the break room yesterday, and uh, I don't even know how it came up. And he goes, oh, my God, the hate that we get. And then I've heard Jamie Rivers. I mean, he played for the Blues here. Yeah. 
and he and on the day of the trade deadline when they got Nick Letty, he's like, guys, with these texts, <laughs> you know, it's di- it's a different thing. Again, I'm talking about something that I know 99% of the audience, well, talk probably 100% of the audience, unless you do a show on 101, you can't speak to it. Um, but they want sport. It's a totally different thing. If we kind of even get into sports a little bit on TMA, you see both text inboxes. People get pissed. Yep. So what I think has happened here, for, to, to answer the question, no, I'm not concerned at all. I, and, and, and I'm not saying that flippantly, and I probably shouldn't say it like that. But I see the numbers. Uh-huh. I see the revenue numbers, and I see the download numbers. I see the YouTube numbers, and what are the other? Oh, the live stream numbers. And they're all just... You know, yeah, whatever. I, and I, by the way, I've wanted to say this for a while, probably saying it like, you know, in the middle of a podcast isn't the place to say it. But one of the greatest things I've experienced with this show over the last four months since we came over here is how happy almost everybody in the audience is for the people on the show. That's been a that's something I didn't expect. I wasn't I wasn't even thinking about it when when we made this move, which shows how people are really truly invested in it and consider it a group success as by the way they should Mm -hmm. uh because so many people in the audience are responsible for content yep um and also it speaks to and also the other thing we did the the uncle leo's friday night's pizza night thing and and then uh jess kiowski who's now our promotions and events uh manager for tma two different stories there the uncle leo's people are like we broke sales records on tuesday night wednesday night thursday night friday night and saturday night. sales records each night and then on top of it a lot of the tma people are just like don't even give me the 50 percent off i just want to try it and support you guys for supporting the show i love and they're just like this group and they're so kind yeah it's- and then jess somebody mistakenly bought I don't know how, but whatever. It happened. Are you aware of this story? Oh, yeah. I, I was the one who got the email. <laughs> oh, okay. Five foursomes yeah. by mistake. Right. Which was, what, $2,500, if yeah. I'm not mistaken? <laughs> it's a tough mistake to, from an accounting standpoint. Holy shit. <laughs> to the dotum. Right. And, you know, only needed one. <laughs> and I wasn't aware this was going on. And then right. yeah, uh, Jesse re- reached out like, to me. Yeah. And so she goes, there's this group of people who are on a waiting list. What would you like to do with them? I said, just go to the people on the waiting list, see if they want them. I would imagine they would. And she goes, well, they're all gone. Each person wanted them. And she goes, by the way, they were the nicest, like kindest people. And I go, yeah, it's just a, it's just a, it's just a great, really is. I mean, I know we joke about, and we'll spend time on like this point, whatever percent. Sure. But for them, and if anything, the one-on-one experience has made me appreciate our audience even a more. Point. <laughs> That's a really good point. So, as far as being concerned about, like, you know, the different, different quote-unquote moments of concern in this show's history, I don't even know if I could rattle them off. I really do need to, like, write stuff down, because otherwise I'm just going to forget. But, I mean, if I go back, like, when Martin left the show, it's like, oh, the show's over. I remember the cat saying that, the show's over. And in my mind, I'm just like, don't get me wrong, I've said it a million times on this thing. Martin is ridiculously talented, but I didn't feel like the show was over. Um, and obviously it was not, but that's not because of any individual. Uh, it's just because the show is bigger than any individual. Absolutely. Great and I include myself in there. I know you'll say, oh, it's years. And, and I may, my company might own the content of it, but the show's success is not because of me, nor is it because of Doug, because the thing that is most likely, the next thing, most likely, is Doug decides he's done. Just people should be kind of aware of that from a math standpoint. Yeah. Um, and then I, I already know it's coming, because I've already lived through the show. The show was done when John Seymour left. That's not to, to John Seymour is the fucking greatest producer we've ever had. Yeah. You're not really a producer, so you know that's not a shot. Right. Uh, you're like the greatest business manager we have. John Seymour, as far as a producer... But I've just I've been through the show's over the show's over the show's over, uh, you know that's it, it, so we've lived through it. Mm-hmm. The show was nearly over a couple of times, but people have no idea when the show was over because we were able to compartmentalize it. With regards to the show and the different like chapters of the show's content, in my opinion, I ran into somebody last night, a listener, Family Golf, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact, active on the fan pin. So if somebody wants to own this, they can. And he said. This is the best the show has ever been. And I said, honestly, I feel that way too. And I think the people on the show feel that way too. But then if we were to say that, they could take it as like a shot at like the cat yeah. or at producer Joe or whatever. And that's that's not it. 
because it's it, it's not. No, it's not a personnel thing. Here's why the show is at its best. We are all happy coming into work. Yes. And or or in the case, I think we were happy at nine twenty, but I then had to run the whole station and then also do afternoon drive, and I was dead. Yeah. And if my wife and I would have had a baby, and we did do IVF twice in 2014, and one of the times it took and had a miscarriage, and the other time it didn't take, um, I don't know what would have happened. I don't know if the, the show may have ended then. As weird as all of that sounds, because there's because Anna Marie worked at the station. Yeah. Um, I don't. I couldn't have done all of the stuff that I was doing. And I look back on it, and it's fucking nuts that I was doing morning drive and afternoon drive. That's fucking crazy yeah. in and of itself. Yeah. And running the motherfucker. Yeah. And it's not like there was a sales staff of even five. There was like a sales staff of two, maybe. Yeah. Holy shit. I don't like to think about it. So as far as like the different chapters of the show, the show being the Iggy show, it's just another chapter of the show. Um and it's, from my standpoint, it's incredible amusement. Oh. And and now, I will tell you this. If I noticed, um, like I would never, with regards to ratings, ratings are this bizarro world thing. Uh, but like you can see downloads and you can see advertising revenue. That's objective, hard data. Mm-hmm. And if I notice live streams or downloads or advertising revenue is down, then I would be like, okay, we something's wrong and we got to change it. Uh, now, sometimes, such as 2020, it's got nothing to do with the show. You have extenuating circumstances yeah. that are, you know, environmental you with regards to a pandemic, and you can't do anything about it. Of course, advertising revenue is down. But right now, the thing is as healthy as, and then part of me would be like, I don't want to talk about this, but since our audience is so happy that the thing is doing well, then I want to share it with the audience. All of this stuff is good. And so if you love the show, and most people do and really are invested in it, then you should be happy. With regards to 101, you know, I've told the story a little bit before on 101. 101 is not something I wanted to do, and that's not, that's not, that's just, that's just me personally, because what I do is not necessarily what I thought 101 was. But I was trying to get everybody over here, as in Doug, Jackson, Iggy, and really at the time, the cat and then the plowboy, uh, that was the whole thing. And so I am going to do pretty much whatever, and I could tell they wanted me to do it for an hour because McLaughlin was going back on the road with the Cardinals, and they right. knew that was going to happen, so they needed somebody to come in. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do it because I want to be like, you know, I want I want to come in the door and not be like, you know, he said no, yeah. and already we're starting this thing off. And even though they'd say, okay, we're fine, I know that that would stick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but the agreement Tommy and I have, and it's in my contract, is, you know, we both mutually decide if we want to do it beyond a year. So, because my contract's three years, but my, um, the balloon party thing is one. And I asked for six months on the balloon party thing, and he said, give me a year. Give me a year, and then, you know, we'll decide. So that's, anyway, there's some behind-the-scenes stuff uh, for those of you who care about it. Uh, because part of me is like, yeah, I want to spend more time on... I don't know what I want to spend. I don't know what what's going to wind up taking the most. You know, I didn't anticipate the merch moving as much as the merch <laughs> moved in February. Right. Holy shit. Right. Uh, and Sound Story. I keep talking about Sound Story. Um, the podcast. This podcast. So I don't know what I'm going to wind up wanting to do. I have no idea. But I always knew I wanted to keep TMA going as long as possible. And I also wanted everybody involved with it to have the opportunity, including Matt Rocchio, to have a job here. So everybody, if they wanted to be here, to be in a good spot if they wanted to because they played a role, you played a role in my opportunity. And it wasn't me who got my opportunities at other places. And from my standpoint, that's just the right thing to do. So therefore it became, okay, I'll do something even if deep down I don't necessarily think it's fit. And I don't necessarily, I'm not like dying to do it. Um, but I, it's important to establish from the get-go a great relationship. And on top of it, the people here, and I know Iggy says it, and he's being serious. It just sounds like it's cartoonish because he goes so over the top with it, uh, are so good. Yeah. I'm not just talking about the people you may hear us talking about in management. I'm talking about across the board here. It's just a great group of 
people. And they could come in here and say, hey, we got to let you go today. And it wouldn't change my mind on the caliber of the people. Yeah. Because I kind of feel like inevitably some of these people who I rave about will probably get to a point where I, they probably will have to let me go. That's kind of the point I'm at in my career, which sounds weird. But for your sake, I hope you are at the point where you are let go uh, <laughs> for financial reasons because yeah. that kind of you know means things have, have worked out. Right. So with regards to that, uh, there is not any concern. And if anything, and I'm curious what you think, Jackson, now I think we have a bunch of people who are TMA listeners who are now listening to Balloon Party who yeah. might not have been at the start. Yep. That's my observation on it. Yep. Well, I would agree with that. I think that even though it is you know, sports-related, sports-driven heavy, uh, some people don't like that as much, I think they still would tune in because it's kind of got our little – dynamic tma dynamic in a sense while taking it over there and i think definitely since the beginning we've seen a larger amount of tma listeners migrate over and change channels at uh at uh, 10 o'clock to go and, over to 101 yes big time and also the thing that i would observe is we've won a lot of the 101 people over i don't know how many i mean i read i feel like i read two today like i hated you guys at first but and i think that and then you said what were like a fungus or something It'll like grow that. on you um, but there is something to it. But I listen, I also know it's not for everybody. Sure. You can become president of the United States and have actually more than half the country vote yeah. against you. Sure. Um, and I don't want to be, and, and first of all, I know I'm not for everybody. You're not for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I know I'm really not for everybody. You not being for everybody is, was, is kind of confusing to me. But I get me not being for everybody. Um. I also don't want to be for everybody because if you are for everybody, then you're really not. Then yeah. I don't think anybody's really going to be loving what you're doing. Will you're McAvoy. Just, Will McAvoy. Wow, a very obscure newsroom reset that yeah. is resonating with how many people in the audience right now? He, percentage. He wouldn't. Oh, four percent. I think that's the right number. Actually, I think four percent is the exact number. Four uh, percent. Yeah. And they're having to look up who Will McAvoy is. Uh, yes. And that's just not, I'm not interested in it. No. And I said it before, I don't want to go on Tucker, not that I'm going to be invited on Tucker <laughs> Carlson, but I don't want to go on there and have the audience go, man, that's, I fucking love that guy. Yeah. They're not, that they're not. Right. And that's, and that's, that's fine. I don't give a shit. Uh, I, I truly, like it might sound weird or it might not sound believable. I really don't. And I don't know when I reached the point of, uh, I saw Timmy Recaps post on the fan page when I was talking about the fan page club championship, and I just said, listen, if you don't like that Guy is going to be in it and he's not on the fan page, great. And I couldn't say fuck off on the radio, but I was like, fuck off. Then don't play. I don't care. Yeah. And if you're mad that the Plowhawk doesn't have a gin and he's going to play, fine. Fuck off. Yeah. I don't care. Right. It's a jackass <laughs> golf tournament with shitty players with plenty of made-up bullshit with handicaps, we're trying to regulate it as best as possible. If you're really concerned about it, I would recommend not playing. Yep. You know? Exactly. And if you got a problem with it, that's fine, but fuck off. Yeah. And it's not because I'm, like, angry about it. It's just, like, let's have some perspective on what this is. Yeah. Now, if I were running the USGA, I would have a different perspective on Certainly. it. Certainly. But it's a, you know, we just grab ass over at Gateway, and guys are firing 98s and winning matches. I mean, Handily. let's keep our eye on the yes and D, like, you know, <laughs> seven and six. Let's keep our eye on the ball here. 100%, you know, what, yeah. what this thing is about. If this is your biggest athletic moment, you know, and you're going to be bragging about your fan page club championship run, we're probably not going to hit it off. Doubtful. I recall when we had Isringhausen in Edmonds, which was in hindsight like nuts that they did this. Oh, the, the, the wiffle ball thing. Yeah. And Isringhausen, who's just, like, the greatest fucking guy. Like, he is just something else. Uh, he he sees these guys and the way they're able to throw because uh, they cut the ball, which was agreed to in advance. And that's why a wiffle ball, when you see those videos on YouTube, if you ever look at them, they're oh, nuts. Yeah, they they're, can break, like, seven different ways before they go from the pitcher's hand to, to home plate. velo. Oh, my God. And Isringhausen's like, it doesn't matter if I played Major League Baseball. I'm not going to be able to hit this shit. Right. And he goes this is going to be a couple of these guys, this is going to be the best day of their life, and I feel badly for them. Yeah, <laughs> no, I remember that. Yeah, yeah and but, so that that's where I'm coming from on it. I, I just want to, you know, I don't know, I just, I think, I think if you, appre- like, I appreciate, oh, I guess I can't name the person yet, but I think I will be able to soon, who I'm getting into business with. 
and I've had a very good relationship with this person. And, and he goes, now, we're in business together. You're going to see a side of me. And I go, I don't, I know exactly what you're saying, but I love that. Yeah. I love being told to fuck off. Not from like a cuck standpoint, <laughs> but from like a, like, yeah, we're not going to like worry if we're going to hurt each other's feelings. It's math. It's business. And we can leave the feelings at the door. And if you get hurt feelings, you're probably not necessarily somebody I'm interested in getting business with. So I want somebody I'm business with to say, hey, we got we to we gotta get the job done here. We're not getting it done. You're not getting it done. You have a responsibility here. This isn't personal. And if you feel like it's personal and your feelings are hurt, that's fine. But this isn't the place for you. I like that. I, I think that maybe is maybe would sound old school. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I like that. Yeah. I like 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 when I'm having conversations with Tommy here, and everything's so positive. And I'm like, I know inevitably a time will come where things are not all positive. It's just part of the cycle. So tell me something that we could do better. Tell me something bad, just so like right. the conversation won't always have this aura of everything is great. Because I know inevitably something is going to happen, and I might be the one who fucks up. Who knows? So from that standpoint, I like, I like that. Um, I don't see an issue. I get where I get the question mark on it, but I, yeah, I, it's not, I, I don't feel like TMA's really talked sports. I think what's happened is Iggy is now more active on the air. And so he inserts himself into topics where he doesn't necessarily know or feel strongly about it. And then that can be perceived as a hijacking when he's just feeling like, well, I'm here and I've told you about it. He sits between me and Doug. And mm-hmm. so if me and Doug are talking about sports, we're looking across him. Yeah. And so the seating arrangement leads to this weird spot. Right. In the new studio, I am going to strategically place myself in the middle. Seating I'll be chart. the lucky Pierre. Yeah. So therefore, I will be yeah. <laughs> moving this direction for the purpose. Because like, I know so there's some things he's just not interested in, nor sure. is he watching. I had no idea he hadn't watched a Blues or Cardinals game in two years. That was something. <laughs> but what? fine. Yeah. But the entertainment is clearly coming from him and Doug, and I'm just getting them the fucking ball. Yep. Or the plowhawk, as the case might be. Yep. Are you chiming in? And when are you going to have a fucking camera on you, by the way? <laughs> that's, a, that's a... I think that's I think you're sabotaging the camera. That's you what think I think. It goes in there, and I just take it. I, I think that's what, that's what I think is going on. All right, there it is. You can always send questions in. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been QFTA on the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.